Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When we are leading into Atlanta United uh, pregame coverage and the match going on later this evening, I always like to bring in Jason Longshore. So going out to the waitforward.com hotline, Going to talk with Mr. Longshore, who is our Atlanta United analyst here on 99 The Game, as well as host of Atlanta Soccer tonight. Uh, because, you know, I know you're you're going to hear an, uh, about, you know, what, 40 minutes from now, you're going to hear 30 minutes of pregame coverage from Jason and Mike Conti. But uh, just selfishly, I like to steal Jason away and ask a few questions of my own. I know I'm going to start off focusing on what we spent a lot of time during the show because we've had people either through crosstalk or uh, I brought Joe Patrick on the show. Uh, And so we've had some people, uh, because I did crosstalk with Abe Gordon earlier, we've had some people who played in this Atlanta United media game yesterday that I've been so thankful stepped up from, you know, just being uh, behind closed doors and we saw the final photo of everybody sweating and that sort of thing that has reached the level of, of having Mike and Jason call the game on YouTube uh, yesterday, 2.45 is when that one got started. And, uh, Jason, just from your perspective of getting to watch, getting to call the whole experience, uh, how much fun was that, and, and what do you feel like you kind of learned of our media members here in Atlanta and how well they can play? I was really, really impressed with Abe. I did okay. not expect the performance that we got out of Ape Gordon in that game. Uh, if he had gotten on the score sheet, maybe man of the match contender. Yeah. Didn't get a goal, so there were some others who, who stood out because they got on that score sheet. But no, Ape was good. It was fun. Um, it was crazy. Uh, I, I felt kind of bad for the people who were actually playing in the game. Uh, it's one of the rare times that I'm glad that I had to retire due to concussions and didn't have to run around in that heat. Yeah. Just had to stand in it and, and watch with a fan in front of me. That was great. Um, <laughs> just anybody who, who had the, the guts to go out there and play and potentially get either tripped or hit or a shot blasted into them from a World Cup <laughs> veteran like Gonzalo Pineda or Carlos Bocanegra. I give him a lot of credit. That was the thing. So, so first off, you know, you speaking of, uh, don't bring up man of the match to Abe Gordon because uh, oh, he boy. was he was for sure feeling like uh, Allison Mastrangelo stole that uh, from from him. But uh, you he know. did not have his hands on the award. First off, um, I, I gave Abe <laughs> a ton of credit on, on the call. I, I thought he was great, but he didn't do enough to win man of the match it's something to work for for next season yeah absolutely you know i mean he just i think he was so focused on making sure that he was uh, had the longevity 
um, for all this long distance running that he's doing. But uh, you got to work on his technical skills. He definitely had that. I give him a ton of credit for that because there were some people who were were wilting about ten minutes into this thing. Oh, trust me, that was well. So I tuned in, but I was I was doing sports flashes here at the station, uh, and so I was kind of like watching a little bit, and then I'd get carried away in, in the stuff that I was doing. The the thing that I felt bad about is I had Joe Patrick on the show, is I was like, so the thing that and I mean. Carlos, just like, just no love lost. Just absolutely chips it in from, what, what distance was that? Did he, did he sunk it over Joe? That I just, I felt really bad. It, yeah, I mean, probably should feel kind of bad in that one. <laughs> um, I think there might have been some advanced scouting uh, on yeah. that one. And, and Carlos was ready when he saw the opportunity. Uh, I mean, come on. You're, you're talking about one of the best captains the U.S. men's national team has ever had. He gets an opportunity to hit that chip, not have to play in the back all day, and gets a chance for to go for glory. Come on. He's going to take it. Yeah, that's uh, – well, and, you know, Joe Patrick not quite having the same height advantage that, uh, you know, Jarrett Smith had. So just No, little... no. He at least had uh, functioning boots for the entire match. So I'll, <laughs> I'll give Joe that one. Uh, he didn't have to finish the match barefoot like Jarrett did. Oh, no. I didn't – I missed you, that. Uh, yeah, you don't want to go back and watch. Just just don't. <laughs> don't. It, it was scary. It was frightening. All right. Well, let's get into some Atlanta United talk. Uh, Jason, I saw a lot of discussion after Sunday's match that uh, there was a few different people on my on – my, I still call – I'm still going to call it Twitter. But on my Twitter timeline that were saying things to the effect of this feels like a different Atlanta United team. Um, would you agree with that assessment that what they looked like versus Seattle was just – pretty different than what we had seen in the past and if you do believe that is there some sort of reasoning that you that you would attribute that to not dramatically different because it's a lot of the same personnel but I think it's always interesting in this game and you know, I think you can relate to this from basketball, although we're, we're talking a smaller group on the field. So, sure. you know, when you, you switch one player out of a group of five, it's going to have a, a big effect. But I think even two different starters in, in league play with Sean De Silva and Tristan Muyamba starting in that match, the chemistry of the group changes when you switch out a, a player on, on the field or on the court. Mm -hmm. And it can at times unlock things in players that you've seen all season and it can allow them to do some different things and and things start to look a little different and I think what those two give you is really interesting the midfield I thought Muyamba and Mateus Hosechu looked like they'd played together for a couple of years <laughs> they just meshed really really well and it's both of them I mean Muyamba is a, a great addition to the team I think he's a guy who gets forward quicker uh, more than, than we thought he would because in his last club in, in Gingamp in, in France, he sat in a double pivot and kind of stayed at home a lot. And Gonzalo Pineda's talked about, you know, he knew that he could get forward more and give them a lot in the attacking half, just thought it would take some time for him to feel comfortable to do that. Happened straight away. And then having Shande Silva on the left wing, when you've got a player who, in his first start with a new team, starts pulling Rabonas out in the six-yard box <laughs> in, like, the fifth minute of the game, yeah, that's a level of swagger that just changes everything. Defenders back off of him a little bit. They don't want to get put into a highlight reel. You know, they start to give a little more space. He's got such a good first touch. You can hit that big switch to him in a little bit of traffic. He can bring it down, make something happen. So... It was a little different, but I think more than anything, the chemistry felt really good because those guys meshed so quickly 
and it unlocked some things in this team, like Brooks Lennon coming inside because he's not playing as a winger now. You had Edwin Mosquera, who was going to stretch the field wide. Lennon could find some different pockets of space that really helped the team build out of the back, but also really helped them get into the attacking third. It was a run from, from Lennon that ended up winning the corner that led to the opening goal. Now, Jason, you, you mentioned Moyamba, who I've, I've just, I mean, from his first performance with Atlanta United, have been really impressed by. I'm having a hard time, though, with this. The guys listed 5'5", 119 pounds on Atlanta United's website. Like, how is a guy with this, what we would kind of look at as, like, very small stature, pulling off the these types of performances against guys that I feel like uh, you know, you you would expect could kind of muscle him out of the way. The five five part I, I can roll with. The the weight I I got to question that one a little bit. Oh, I um, did say 119 pounds. Wow, that's definitely wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be like I mean he's he's got some thickness to him. And the thing about Muyamba is he has that shorter stature. And this is what's interesting at times in this game is. The shorter guys can be harder to either muscle off the ball, and they can sometimes get the, the leverage on you being shorter. They have the, the, the lower center of gravity. Now, I look at Messi, you look at Diego Maradona, Fair. and guys yeah. who are around that height, they're tough to deal with because you bump them, and it doesn't have the same effect. I mean, if, if you bump Jared Smith, for example, he's going to go flying he's because he, he's yeah. six foot four. You bump Tristan Mbappé, you might not even really knock him off stride. So it's just this difference with him and the core strength. He's just, he's very strong for his size. And I think more than anything, it's the way that he, he reacts to space. He's so good at stepping forward into space when he needs to, dribbling into that space. His touch on passes into space is really good. He has great spatial awareness. And it's something that has really helped this midfield a good bit. What did you see as just kind of the biggest contributor to, uh, to to Yorgos this past week, just being as successful as he was? Obviously, that's something that Atlanta United fans, you know, kind of want to just see continue as much as possible. Getting that, that break with the League's Cup exit early on, he got time to just rest up, mm, but yeah. also work on his fitness and get maybe into a different level of a physical feeling that it's been hard for him this season, you know? I think one of the things that talking to, to Silva this week and William Baz mentioned it, going on, on a trip to Seattle and some of the trips that, that these guys have went through this season, going to L.A., that's not normal for them. So for a guy like Yorgos, I, I think a bigger guy, like travel's not easy. Travel's uncomfortable. And, you know, your, your muscles are going to feel different. I think he's at times just hasn't felt comfortable in those moments. He's had some injuries to deal with as well. But when you see – both sides of his game. You know, he got service, he converted goals. Mm -hmm. But he also won four tackles in the middle third. When he's working off the ball in that way on the defensive side, it becomes contagious. And I think that's what happens with goal scorers. When they start to find the back of the net on a regular basis, they start to feel really good about their game, and they start to do more things that then other players feed off of. Talking with Jason Longshore on the waitfor.com hotline. Jason, of course, our Atlanta United analyst and host of Atlanta Soccer tonight. Jason, uh, just scrolling through my uh, Twitter timeline, I know Doug Roberson was the first one uh, from the AJC that popped up that I saw. I don't know if anyone else had kind of put it out there. 
but the expectation that uh, Sab Saba Lobjanitse, correct? Very good. Very okay. Good. Uh, that Saba Lobjanitse uh, is potentially making his debut tonight. Is that kind of your expectation? And if he does play, what would you expect to see from him? Yeah, that's definitely my expectation. Now, anything can happen, and I, I don't think he's going to start because he only got one normal training session <laughs> okay. in with the team this week. He, he arrived late Tuesday, so Wednesday was a little limited. You're not going to throw him straight into a full training session. Thursday is a normal session two days before the match. The Friday session a day before a match is lighter, so it, it wasn't as intense. Sure. Um, so he's got to build chemistry with the guys around him, but Saba's a player, you know, I've mentioned it with Shande. Saba's a player who has a lot of technical ability, and because of that, he has a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger in his game. And I think when you can get him, Shande Silva on the opposite side, Yorgos, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities that those two are going to create, and Tiago Almada pulling the strings from behind, that's an attacking quartet that can be really, really dangerous. So in terms of what to expect from Saba tonight, I think fitness is actually pretty decent because he got most of a preseason in with his Turkish club before the transfer went through. Okay. So he's been working individually with a fitness plan from the club on his own as he was waiting for his visa and everything to get done. I feel like he's going to be able to give you a good 30 minutes. It's really just down to the situation in the match and kind of the, the comfort level of, of where it is at that point. If you're chasing the game, if you have the lead, you know, depending on what you need at that moment, what you're asking him to do. But I think he's going to have a lot of flair, and I think immediately he's going to look to make a big impression on this fan base. All right, final one for you, Jason. With uh, look, obviously we've seen you know Nashville uh, playing a lot in in League's Cup, uh, battling. Was that? I'm sorry, was that League's Cup or U.S. Open Cup? League's Cup. Yeah. Okay, uh, League's Cup with Miami. Uh, so obviously, like they've been playing matches over this time, not quite you know the the level of rest that, that Atlanta's gotten uh also missing a couple of guys tonight out with suspension um what are you expecting to see from you know what what type of opponent is is Atlanta really kind of getting tonight one question is Walker Zimmerman he was listed as questionable coming into this the uh, former Brookwood High School mm -hmm. star and U.S. Men's National Team center back they're a very different team with or without him okay. so waiting to see that lineup from Nashville as, as to see whether he is in that lineup or not Hani Mukhtar won the MVP last year I think he's leading the MVP race this year so he's a player you can't let get space in transition he, he's dangerous he will find those pockets and he'll flip the field on you really quick he did a great job against Atlanta up in Nashville earlier this season they have a new number nine up top in Sam Surridge as well. He had a good start to his Nashville career in the League's Cup. It's a team that's comfortable defending. It's a team that at times isn't going to be super ambitious getting a lot of numbers forward. They're not going to try to build out of the back a whole lot. They're going to get numbers behind the ball. They're going to make it difficult for you to break them down. But then when they transition, they are difficult because of Mukhtar, Mukhtar's ability. I mean, you're talking about the leading goal scorer in the league and somebody with you know, a number of assists as well. So you've got to shut him down, not let him find those spaces in transition. And you've got to have patience like they did in Seattle. And, and at times, if that means the team is a little methodical on the ball, that's okay because you can't allow the transition moments. And it's better to keep it and work the ball around to find the openings as opposed to forcing it, turning it over, and letting Nashville counterattack. 
That is Jason Longshore, Atlanta United analyst that you'll hear from in about 20 minutes from now. Always appreciate, Jason, you coming on a little bit early to give a, what, a pre-pre-game show uh, ahead of Nashville tonight. Thank you, sir, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. We'll catch up soon. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.